Hi guys, Isha here. Just wanted to do a few housekeeping items. We do have a Twitter at Pod. We'd like to thank Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork for this podcast. I'd also like to let you know that there may be some slight cursing in this episode. Rate and review us wherever you find us, and enjoy the episode. Thanks. Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode, we will cover episodes 8, 9, and 10 of Sailor Moon R. Yes. That's basically... Um, what is that? There's only 13 episodes in this arc, or 12 episodes in this arc, so we're going through them real quick. So we're almost there. I did not expect this to take so long. <laughs> but it's There's such... just so much that's happening. It's such a wild ride. These these 13 episodes, there's just so much. <laughs> they're so good. They're so bizarre. They're good because they're bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much going on, and there's so little explained, and I love it so much. Really, yeah. I think sometimes I appreciate kind of the older television format where um, they weren't expected to have an explanation for everything. It's just like, that's just how it works. We're not worried about continuity or, you know, we don't have like a story Bible. Like, this this is just where we're at. I feel like you've got a lot of older fans now too who are into animation and they want mm-hmm. they want heavy continuity and they want um like the mysteries to be solved. Like if you do something, there needs to be a reason for that something, you know? Right. It's just like what's happening in the background? Is that important? And it's like, guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I just want to watch the main story. Just Yeah. You know, sometimes you just have aliens and you have magical girls and like stuff happens. <laughs> and stuff happens and it's fine yeah and so last time we left off um mamochan and usagi were babysitting a baby which was honestly suspect that a hospital would just let a baby go home with strangers but i guess um if there are any japanese or um people who lived in japan for a long period of time during the 90s if anybody would like to tell us if hospitals would actually do this. Uh, I hope... I just I just wonder. I just wonder. Wait, was... Was Mamoru an adult? Yeah. He was an adult. Okay. Yeah, he's an adult. Yeah. That would have worked even less... I mean, less, I guess. That would have worked even less in the manga. <laughs> yeah, it would make no sense. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a filler arc. Nothing is supposed to make sense. But this episode that we're on, episode 8, is all about Rei... Because in the last couple of episodes, we had the power up of Venus and Mercury's attack. So now it's time for Mars and Jupiter to get theirs. And this whole episode is... I think this episode is just kind of like... If you have somebody read like the Casablanca short story from the manga, and then show them this episode, it will show you just like the complete opposite ends of the spectrum that manga ray and anime ray are on. Right. This is the um this is the theater. This one, is the right? school festival. Yeah. Yeah, this is where Ray is basically in charge of a whole school festival and the main act is her singing a bunch of songs. Right. That's right. She, like, and it's just so antithetical to her character in the manga. Right, cuz she 
builds it's it's kind of cringe because she builds the entire festival around her idol performance basically yeah and i mean like the episode does have you like sympathize with her because she did spend a lot of time working on like these five or six songs you know and you know she tells she tells the others like oh it was so easy you know like that's talent you know, for you, but, like, it shows you as she's, like, telling them how simple it was, like, how difficult it actually was for her as she was, like, writing and erasing and throwing things out and try- and plinking keys on the piano. And I do appreciate that it showed us, like, Ray is saying this because she doesn't want the others to see that she struggled. Yeah. And if y'all hear a meow, that's a cat. <laughs> um, But... So I appreciate that they showed that because I feel like Manga Ray would also be like, I do not need anybody to see that I have weaknesses right. ever. Right. Um, this was one where I, I don't know. I, I don't like Ray much in this series. And I think it's partly because like I'm, I'm on Usagi's side and Usagi mm-hmm. doesn't display any envy in this episode towards Ray. She actually commend, no. she actually commends her for how much work she's been doing, even though Ray keeps acting like a bitch, you know? She keeps being I rude really, to her. Yeah, I really don't like how vain the anime makes Ray. Yeah. Because she's vain a lot, and it's she so is. weird. And it was also, because I rewatched these episodes, and I realized that the anime never actually tells us anything about Ray's family. We know she mm-hmm. has a grandfather, and that's it. We know she goes to an expensive Catholic school, but that's also it. Like, we don't know where that money comes from. Like, her backstory of her father being a politician, like, her mom being dead. Like, none of that that is ever introduced in the anime. Whereas it's, like, a very central part of her character in the manga. So, and and in the live action, like, there's a really good couple of episodes that focus on, like, the estrangement that she has from her dad yeah and it, it's it's the live action cuts out her grandpa but brings in her dad mm. yeah it's really strange how how little like how much more room they have to tell stories in the tv series and at the same time how little we actually learn about the senshi's backstories their families and whatnot yeah but i feel like in um, the 90s 90s cartoons the the question we were frequently asking in the background was, where are the adults? <laughs> right, where are their parents? We only ever see one set of parents in Sailor Moon, and that's... No, that's not true. We do see one other parent in Sailor Moon S, mm. but he's a bad guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we only see one other parent. I mean, technically we see two sets of parents. We see Usagi's parents, and then we see uh, Neo Queen Serenity and King Endymion. Yeah, when they become and that's the it. Those are the yeah. only parents in the whole series. Naru has a mom. Naru does have a mom, but her mom shows up twice and is uh, <laughs> yeah always uh, sidetracked by a monster. Right. That's Naru and Naru's mom exist to be terrorized by the monsters in the show. Yeah, I really disliked the sentry side of this episode. I was much more entertained by Ale and Anne um, going to this school festival and realizing, like, there was a ton of energy to be harvested here, and then getting, like, 
manhandled by like three girls at TA Academy to model their alien clothes and being extremely flattered. Yeah. I love how they like it's just like this is to make you look like aliens and they're like oh my gosh like this woman like this girl she's very intuitive like how could she have known and it's just like you guys look worried. <laughs> Don't tell me you believe in aliens. And they're like <laughs> No, they're like great and then they just met like these three girls just like manhandle them into the back room to have them dress up and go on stage as like a warm-up act for ray it was really cute though because like at first they're very confused but they got like really into it as far as posing and stuff <laughs> they're just oh for real i love it i was very entertained i was just like yes like if you were gonna work up some energy this is the way to work up energy <laughs> And Al and Anne don't even go to their school. They're just like, you and you, you're ours now. Uh-huh. It's just like, quick, measure them. And it's like, strangers. <laughs> What's happening? I feel like that's something I, I would have done in high school, though. <laughs> yeah. I But I don't think you would have actually been able to get someone. Well, no, it's you. So you actually yep. would have been able to. Yep. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I had, Who am I talking to? I had so many costumes, and I loved dressing people up. I mean, I got I got Logan in a dress with a bow, so. You did. Mm -hmm. You didn't look bad. You looked beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <sighs> my friends. Ahead of your time, I feel like. People are my dolls. <laughs> mm -hmm. My friends are dolls. No, okay. <laughs> Okay. There's not a one of us that you haven't dressed up in some way, shape, or form. It's fun! And I have clothes! I have costumes. I collect costumes. Let's add that in. Mm -hmm. I'm not just, like, randomly dressing people. I collect costumes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so anyway, they're at this festival. The Ale and Anne go on, like, all the sense are, you know there to watch Ray perform because they support and love her. And honestly, I do appreciate the friendship there where everyone's just like, can't wait to see you. Yeah. They're, they're all really a little sweet. annoyed when Ray's like bragging about how like her talent made it so that it was easy to do all these songs. But um, I think they all realize like that's just her trying to cover up weakness. Right. Right. And so she goes on and she starts singing. And of course that's when the Cardian appears and the Cardian of this episode is siren yes you want to tell us about siren kim yes okay so siren of course is it's it's like a mermaid it's the evil mermaid um in uh in later in later versions of greek mythology you'll find the aquatic version of a siren i talked about um when we were talking about um that what is he called it gigaros when we were talking about gigaros i mentioned mm -hmm. the um earlier versions of sirens where they're actually winged later on they get kind of crossed over with murads where they've got the half body of um a woman and the bottom of a, a of a fish um you know like mermaids we know now um and let's see I, when I was trying to figure out if they had any association with, like, the tarot or with, with like, Zodiac, maybe it could be associated with, like, Aquarius, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think she's just a siren. Probably because Ray is singing, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So. Probably. I think also just as, like, an opposite power, water beats fire. Ah, yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't even mention Sirens' powers. So Sirens are known... The most iconic story of Sirens comes from um, the Odyssey, uh, Homer's Odyssey, where um, they're, you know, these beautiful women, and they sing, and sailors, they, they lose... They, they get mind controlled, basically. They lose the ability to really think, and all they can do is be driven towards the sirens, and um, they wreck their ships in the rocks, and sirens eat them up, like you do. Right. She basically shows up and just kind of, like, rains, like, the sparkly dust, and, like, the sense she recognizes, and they, like, hide under the seat so none of it gets on them, and that's how she, like, takes out energy. And so, of course, like, when she, like, comes down to, like, go after Rey, um, the Senshi all pop up to save Rey, because, like, obviously Rey's like, I can't exactly transform on stage! Yeah. Um, so the Senshi come up and are just really bad, and, like, it's, like, definitely it makes no sense for them to have all been caught by Siren, because she sends out, like, these tentacles to, like, grab them and steal their energy and, like, leaves Rey collapsed on the floor. And, and, and it makes no sense for them to have been that weak. It was, it's literally just a plot device for Rey to have her power up attack. Yeah, they literally, like, um, when, when you think about that, there really wasn't a reason for that. Narratively, there was no reason for them to hide. Maybe they should have just gotten caught in the dust and everybody was unconscious. But they, for some reason, no, they've got to come out, they've got to try to fight, and then they've got to fail, and then she's got to get her power up. That's just, we got a routine. Right. We got a routine, we got to stick to it. <laughs> they got this thing. So Siren starts draining their energy. Ray transforms as Sailor Mars. She does Fire Soul. Fire Soul, um, while it does like cut off this connection that Siren has with with to the other Senshi, so no, no more energy is drained. It doesn't actually knock Siren out, and Ray is like horrified. She's like, "Oh no, what do I do?" Um, and then she powers up and does Fire Soul Bird, like. Siren and her kind of like go hand to hand and then she does fire soul bird. And so when the, it's essentially just a fire bird. And as it goes towards Siren, like she does like a water attack to brush aside the water. But since it's a bird, it dodges and then hits her and like cuts her open so that the energy leaks out and goes back to the sentry. Because I guess that's, because those were the people she was taking that's energy how that works. the most recently. Yeah. So they get their energy back, and then Sailor Moon does Moon Princess Halation and gets rid of the siren. Yeah. And then everybody stays in the audience so that Ray can finish her concert. And it's like, oh, okay. Now we're now we're not uh, dead anymore. Um. I, yeah. It's I, like, well, we're all fine now, so I guess we'll finish out a school festival. Just like. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love how in Sailor Moon just, like, terrible things happen, and then everyone's just like, I mean, we're here already. We might as well continue. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But Ray does sing a song, and it's like, the voice actress does, like, a, does sing a really pretty song, and, like, it plays over as, like, it's nighttime, and they're all kind of sitting around, like, a fire. Um, they might be roasting sweet potatoes. I don't know. If, I, like- I don't know. I don't think it's fall yet, so I don't know what they're doing. But it's nighttime, 
And this is a really sweet moment. This was the moment where I was just like, oh, okay, where Usagi is sitting next to Rei and she says, you actually worked really hard, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You know, just being like, I know you're a hard worker and I appreciate all the work that you've done and you don't have to hide it. And Ray like blushes and takes it to heart for a second and then immediately goes, should I give you some pointers? And Isaki's like, why do you have to be like this? Right. <laughs> yeah. I really don't <laughs> like this version of Ray. <laughs> it's just like, why do you have to be like this? And part of me is just like, I have to remind myself, like, she's 14. Like, yeah. who's not an asshole at 14? That's true. You know? Yeah. Regardless of regardless of your gender, like we're all so terrible as teenagers. A little bit, yeah. We're we're gonna be cringe in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love though at the start of this episode, like it opens with uh, Minako and Makoto at the Hikawa Shrine helping out with uh, shrine maiden duties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that because Ray is so busy at school. Yeah, that was super cute. And I love that they just kind of, like, show up to help out. It's really cute. It yeah. just It's one of those small things where it's, it shows how close they all are without having to say anything. Yeah. It's very nice. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this is relatively... If you were to... If I were to rate this episode on a scale of one to five, this episode was kind of, like, a two. <laughs> I wouldn't remember this episode... I was trying so hard to you know? remember when you were describing it in the beginning. I kept on my brain kept on taking me to the episode when they're in a play because that's a, right. that's we'll be getting to that one in a second. But like it's got certain story beats that are so darn similar, but it's a more interesting episode. You know, it's a way more interesting episode. <laughs> this one just feels it's very Ray centric, but also like not a good Ray episode. No, it's not. Um, it, it it was just kind of like they were like everybody gets a little power up and like I don't see why there was a power up for their attacks because like they're all gonna get new henshins in like four episodes <laughs> because 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 shonen that's what shonen does that's what this has to do too <laughs> and that's the problem with having like a mostly male workforce on an animation it's but like, anyway we gotta power them up the next episode. Oh, I, the next episode I really like because it's a Jupiter-centric episode. I want to add one more note it's to n- the last one. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so it's just kind of, uh, it, it's an additional thing when it comes to the, the mythology because it crossed my mind. She, um, so Siren, at one point, she, you you can actually kind of see that she's got two fins. Sometimes she's got one fin, mm-hmm. sometimes she's got two fins. And so she kind of has like little legs going on. It's confusing, mm-hmm. but um, I just, I, I've been naming off on the other creatures, the other things that they could have in line with folklore and mythology. So the other folklore creature she has things in common with is called a Melusine, which um, is like a two-legged mermaid from uh, the medieval period. Anyways, that that's mm-hmm. about it. I think Melusine originally have some Middle Eastern roots, but that was my exposure to them was through... Um, Medieval manuscripts. Like the uh, Starbucks logo. It's a Melusine. Oh. Yeah. You know what I completely forgot? Like, Moonlight Knight shows up. I completely forgot that he <laughs> showed up. Because he does nothing. He... <sighs> and also Moonlight Knight such... was there, too. <laughs> also Moonlight Knight was there, too. Like, he's such a, <laughs> a non-entity in this... Like, he's a non-entity 
most of the time. But he's, like, even more of a non-entity in this episode. Anyways, yeah, he was there too. Moving on, we can go to the next episode now. <laughs> the next episode I really like. It's a Jupiter-centric episode, and, like, you know me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the we, this is the second time we've got a Jupiter-centric episode. In these 13 episodes, we had the one with her friend earlier on mm-hmm. that she gave the blood transfusion to. And now we have this one, which is her power-up episode, where um, she falls for ale? <laughs> And it might also have the best Cardian, just saying. It is the best Cardian. So, like, this whole episode starts with basically Usagi, like, Usagi's supposed to meet Ami and Makocho. Makocho? Makocho. Makoto. Um, to talk about the identity of Moonlight Knight, because Ami has some theories, and Usagi doesn't show up. And Usagi is so late that she even forgets to bring her bento. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Which... As a person who, like, cannot function without eating, she is completely useless in school all day. And Makoto, like, has her bento and, you know, is just kind of ruminating on the roof. And we see that, like, Ale as Seijiro, as, like, his human self, because everybody's all coupled up and, like, sharing bentos. And Isaki's like, I'm going to go to Naru and Naru will give me her bento. Except... Umino has made her a bento, which is a really cute flip on the usual because in oh, Japan yeah. it's typically like a woman who makes a man a bento. That was really cute. Um, and Umino like shows up. <laughs> she's he's like, guess what I made for you in your bento? And she's like, is it is it fried shrimp again? And he's like, it's fried shrimp and okra and something else. And it's like <laughs> he's so happy to make her food, and he's like feeding her, and she's like, I can feed myself, and he's like, no, say ah. <laughs> it's very cute. It's, it's very have, cute. They're they're so cute. But Usagi sees them and is like, I can't interrupt this, right? And is she's like, I'm gonna go find Makochan because Makochan has a great bento and she will all she always shares with me and leaves. And of course, as she leaves, that's when Ami and Makoto come through. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, okay. It's like, well, I wonder where Usagi is because like she definitely would be eating right now, <laughs> right? And I don't know how Mako-chan gets on the roof, but basically we see that Ale as Seijiro is being Chase. followed by a bunch of girls with bentos. Oh, wait, doesn't she, does she go look for him? I think she sees, I think she, she sees him escape the entourage, that like the, the swarm of girls that are trying to feed him bento. And, okay. and she sees him on the roof and she goes up there, right? I think so. Yeah. She's like, yeah. what? She's like, she does go up to the roof to, to see him because like, he goes from like being on the ground, being chased by these girls to being on the roof. And she's like, huh. And then she follows him and with her bento and she's like, do you want, and you know, like talks to him and she has like this little crush on him. Yeah. And then she's like, is he? And, but she's also like, maybe he's Moonlight Night. And that's because cool. earlier that's why she's crushing on him, right? Because she thinks he's Moonlight Knight and she's crushing on Moonlight Knight. That's what it is. Well, she's not really crushing on Moonlight Knight because, like, at the start of the episode, she's like, Moonlight Knight, the way he, you know, like, the way he is reminds me of my senpai. And, like, Ami straight up goes, like, your senpai used to say adieu? And, like, <laughs> she's like, like, no. No. <laughs> like, no, but it's it's the sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're similar in other He's ways. got the same <laughs> energy. <laughs> it's 
the same sense. It's like, no, it's not, honey. You're just, it's fine. But she's sitting there and she's like talk. She's like asking him questions like, do you like roses? Do you like dressing up in Arabian clothes and wearing a cape? <laughs> He's not paying attention at all. He's just staring at like this little, the hot dog octopus. Yeah. And he's like, I don't understand. Like, it's shaped like another creature on this planet, but it isn't that creature. And he does not understand food because Alanan don't eat like people do. And so he eats it and he's like, oh, this is pretty good. He's not paying attention to anything she's saying. She's asking him questions. He's just like focused on this octopus hot He's dog. trying to comprehend Deco Ben. Exactly. And then he, he eats it and he likes it and he's like, can I have more and she's like oh yeah sure feel free like eat from my bento and like again like i said like in japanese culture like if a woman brings a man a bento it shows that she has feelings for him and like if he accepts it that means he accepts her feelings and like this is just like a large human culture thing like if you give somebody food it shows that you care about them yeah you know if it's not like a host guest situation if you go out of your way to bring someone food it shows your feelings yeah, even in a host guest situation, it's not necessarily like it is showing the person that you care about them. You know, either you care about their respect or care about their entertainment, you know, whatever it may be. The whole as a host, you are trying to be gracious to the people that you are hosting, you know. So even then, yeah, it's it's it means something when you feed people. It's an act of compassion, or it's an act of love, or it's an act of friendliness, you know? Right. And Ale and Anne do not have this concept at all, because they don't have food culture, essentially. <laughs> They're like, why is everyone trying to feed each other? <laughs> like, we don't get it. But I don't know how Anne finds him on the roof, but she shows up, and she gets mad that he's eating her bento. And so her and Makoto start fighting, and <laughs> Ale chokes. <laughs> and they're both ignoring the fact that he's choking to argue with each other. Like, Makuchan, like, rightfully calls out, like, her weird attachment to her older brother. Yeah. She's like, you are way, way too attached to him for a sibling. This is weird. This is creepy. And, like, An is just like, how dare you? <laughs> I like, I love how much Mako calls out on both in epi- this episode and other episodes. She does not like this girl. She- <laughs> this girl is a jerk. <laughs> 100%. She does not like on like masquerading as Natsumi. She just yeah. cannot stand her. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like Makoto leaves, like Ail and Anne talk about, and like honest straight up, like why would you eat? this food like it's it serves no purpose and he's like i wanted to understand basically the rest of the like the middle part of the episode is just makoto trying to get close to ale because she thinks he's both moon because she has one a crush and two thinks he's moonlight night and tries to get close to him and they have like they meet she's because he liked her food she's like i can make more and bring you more tonight and so they arrange to meet, and when Ami finally finds Usagi, and Usagi's, like, at the end of the day, she hasn't had anything to eat. She's basically slept through class all day. You know, when Ami finally finds her and kind of fills her in, like, Makoto, like, met up with Seijiro. She thinks he might be Moonlight Night. Like, they're having a date right now. And Usagi's like, what? And then Luna shows up and is like, I brought your bento. 
Aww. <laughs> and he's, it's like he just rapidly eats while while Ami is explaining like what happened with Makoto today. And then Isagi's just like, I don't believe there's a date. Let me go check this out. Yeah. And so, of course, she goes to, like, where they're meeting up and talking. And, like, Makoto's literally just standing, like, not even close, but with the bento. And An just shows up and, like, attacks both of them. She hits Ale and Makoto. Yeah. With, like, this little force energy attack and summons a cardian. Yeah, she loses her shit. (laughs) she loses her goddamn mind she's like how dare you try to steal my man meanwhile like this woman like will not stop harassing mamoru (laughs) right it's oh my gosh both of them are so bizarre they're both like how dare you pursue someone else well at the same time they're both pursuing someone else like just be like polyamorous like guys like it's fine or break up like if you want to be monogamous but not with each other just break up (laughs) Like, I don't know. They do not have a health. They don't have a healthy relationship, and this is why the Doom Tree is dying. This is why the Makaiju is, is just dying. It's, yes. Um. This is why your tree dies. Um. But anyway, she attacks them both. Usagi, of course, transforms, and we have the Cardian. Would you like to tell the people who this Cardian is? Um. Yes. This Cardian is the the only one I'm absolutely certain does not have a mythological. <laughs> Affiliation. This is yeah. Utan Berino is how mm-hmm. Utan Berino. Um, I looked it up. It is apparently Nori Bento written backwards. Yep. <laughs> its name is Nori Bento, and Nori is a uh, edible seaweed. Correct. Mm-hmm. Nori. Yeah, yeah. like. Like the seaweed paper that people used to wrap up sushi rolls. Right, right. Um, uh, and I, I made in my notes that it's clearly associated with the Tower Tarot. That's that's my. Assessment. I really <laughs> love that one of. Yeah, I really love that one of her arms is like fried shrimp. It's just a fried shrimp. She's, it's amazing. She is a big bento monster. She's made up of bento treats, and that like, doesn't she like? The sauces? Hang on. I need to look her up real quick. She is, she's special. She's special. Yeah, she's honestly, like, she's so special. She's such a weird-looking cardian. Like, <laughs> she kind of, like, she partly really She kind of like- looks like a punk rocker, but with bento. <laughs> Yeah. With bento treats. There's like that part where she like shampoos her hair with like the little soy sauce container. Yeah. She has like yeah. a mini soy travel soy sauce container and she like she she's amazing. You just need to watch her. If you don't watch any other episode, just just watch this creature. She's ridiculous. I mean, there's it's so, <laughs> she's so She like weird. wraps up she wraps up Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury with seaweed strings. Yeah. Like, she just wraps people up in seaweed. That's why she's Uthomberino. She's Nori Bento, because she wraps people up in seaweed. Yeah, yeah. Um, And she's perfect. She is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) She's so ridiculous. They're just... She's so ridiculous. There's like, there is Um, no mythological association. She's just there. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Um... Anyway, so she attacks 
Sailor Moon, Sailor Mercury are tied up. Sailor Jupiter is also restricted until Moonlight Night throws a rose. And Jupiter, like, at this point has realized, like, Seijiro is not Moonlight Night. And um, so she transforms and she does Supreme Thunder Dragon, which is honestly the coolest animation for any of their attacks that yes. I've ever seen. And I'm including all of the Outer Senshi because it's mm-hmm. Supreme Thunder. And then it turns into this massive electrical dragon that kind of like rears up. And this is like when I say a dragon, I mean like a dragon in the Eastern sense. So right. more of like a serpent with legs and a mane and whiskers and everything. And it just rears up and it looks at Utonberino. And Utonberino's like, oh, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, just crashes down on her. And then, of course, Sailor Moon is free, does Moon Princess Halation. And the episode ends really cutely because Ale and Anne decide to try to cook for each other. Except they don't know how to cook. So everything's terrible. Ale Ale brings her this big platter of just stuff. And she's kind of like, it's but why? And he's like, just because I love you. And she's like, oh, I love it. Oh, now what do we do with yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we don't know. It's just, but they learned that, you know, if you make food to show love to another person. It was really cute. Because it was like the yeah. first time, like one of the few times you see them genuinely like trying to be a couple. And like, he, he yeah. he's really trying to show her like, look, I love you. You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. she's out there and running around you, right like when you compare like how they each chase after another person like she's way more focused on chasing after Mamoru than he is on chasing Usagi yeah because they go to the same school like Seijiro has like way more opportunity like El has way more opportunity to find Usagi than An has to find Mamoru yeah but An like is always there, like, up his butt. Yeah. He's mostly, he doesn't really seek out Usagi. When she's there, he crushes on her. He he tries to, mm-hmm. can, getting, like, he tries to chat with her, tries to, you know, get her attention. But he doesn't go out of his way. He doesn't, like, hunt her down and stalk her, like, and stalks yeah. Mamoru. You know, he's he's really more, like normal about it like when there's somebody you like when they're around you try to hang out with them you know but you don't stalk them right you you try to impress the other person yeah exactly yeah 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 i really then the third episode that we're going to cover today is the best episode in this entire season yes it's the title of it in japanese is steal a kiss from mamoru ans project snow white and it's perfect. It's so good. It's like one of it's such true comedy. Yeah. It's such true comedy. And um it's so good. <laughs> like the episode opens with Isagi like asleep on the story of Snow White. Because I guess they're reading it in school. It might be, like, an English project to, like, yeah. read Snow White. So, because the next scene is on also reading the same story. And Ale is like, why are you studying? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not real students. <laughs> and so... They never do explain why they even go to high school, do they? 
I think it's just because they, they think There's like this is what thing? you have to do to blend in. Yeah. It's not even an energy thing because they're not like regularly stealing energy from students, from students. which like they just go in to the school. episode after this. <laughs> they just go to school. It's like the Twilight vampires, like being 100 years old and being like, I guess I'm going to enroll in high school for the 15th time. Like, and it's like, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. I'm going to school. <laughs> Like, I did not have a bad high school experience, but you could not pay me to go back to high school. Yeah, you did not. You were there as little as you could when you were. You graduated, like, two years <laughs> early, right? Okay. Sort of. This is this is how Isha got ahead of the game, okay? Isha did not like high school. So rather than, like, ditching classes and do that punk st- kind of stuff, no, she's like, I'm just gonna get through all of this as quickly as possible and graduate like two years early and then just go straight to college. <laughs> She's like, I'm done with this already. <laughs> and the rest of us are like, wait, <laughs> that's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not that high school is bad. It's just like, <sighs> I was born. <laughs> I just didn't feel challenged by it at all. And I didn't feel like I was getting... I didn't feel like the social aspect of high school was enough to keep me there. Yeah. I, I just didn't feel like I was growing as a person I mean, in high school. Yeah, when when you weren't out there, it's not like you did not have friends. Like, we were still there, you know? <laughs> yeah. We could show up at your house. And I was, <laughs> yeah, my house was literally a 10-minute walk from the high school. So it's not like, I was just like, y'all, if you want to see me, just walk to my house. Yeah. It's not far. Exactly. So. Um. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, like, Ale and Anne, like, really don't have to do well at school, but Anne is still trying, and in the next scene, Ray calls everybody to the shrine, because Mamoru showed up to make a prayer. Yeah. Um, about, like, please let this play go well, because him and his friends from college are organizing a play, except all of his friends quit. Right. And, like, when Ray tells them, like, Mamoru came to the shrine, like, Usagi starts crying. She's like, I can't believe I missed him. And it's just like, let me finish. <laughs> like, this is why he came. And so they all offer to go help him out. And so they find him at, like, the Jibon Community Center where he's there. And they're like, we're going to help you out. Like, we're going to help you put on this play. And he's like, that's really nice of you, because all of my friends left me. Everybody ditched. <laughs> and I guess beggars can't be choosers. And he's like, I'll accept the help of, like, these five middle school children. Right. And, <laughs> and they're like, let's put on Snow White, because that's what Usagi was reading. And he's like, okay, that's cool. And they immediately, all five of them, start arguing about who gets to be Snow White. It wasn't Usagi who says Snow White. It was Ray. Ray suggests Snow White. And she's like, since I suggested Snow White, I should play her. <laughs> and Usagi's like, that's ridiculous. I'm the cutest. I should be Snow White. And Jupiter's like, this is ridiculous. I have the biggest bust in this whole group. I should be Snow White. And everyone's like, and they're like, what? And she's like, do you want to measure? And they pack <laughs> off. Um, and Minako shows up and she's like, I clearly have the elegance needed for Snow White. And then Ami breaks in and says, like, I have to study a lot and like, and I have to go to cram school. So I would appreciate playing a Snow White that has few lines and, and sleeps. sleeps a lot. Right. So it's just like, 
you don't even want to commit to the role, but you still want the lead, Ami? Right. You're straight up coming and being like, I can't afford to, like, do all of this stuff, but I better be Snow White. She's just making up excuses. And out of nowhere, like, Umino and Naru show up while they're arguing, and it's beautiful. Um, we made a reference to this in an earlier episode. We were talking about uh, who has the most quote-unquote talent. Um, yes! In the dub, they could not say, like, I have the bigger boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so in the original... So in the, so in the dub... Um, they have Jupiter say, I clearly have the most talent as she, she like, pushes out her chest. Just out her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things from the English dub that you can kind of say around a Mooney, uh-huh. and they'll be like, I got you. Right? Uh, let's see who has the most talent. And then you jet out your boobs. And yeah, that's, that's so good. That's it's so good. That's how you know where your moonies are at. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's it's really funny because like, in like of all of my friends who are Sailor Moon fans, like, I have the least talent. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but I, I won't say her name on air because I don't want to embarrass her because mm-hmm. she's very shy. But, um, she's got a lot of talent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. And, like, I have a friend, um, who also has, like, an overabundance of talent. Yeah. And so it's just, like, one of those weird things that, like, we can say to each other about somebody having a lot of talent. Right, right. (laughs) When we say that. Um... (laughs) And it's not mean, it's just kind of like a really cute, funny it's, way of saying it's it. It's meant to be cheeky, it's meant to be cheeky and affectionate, not, you know, crass. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it's so good, because it's just them, like, arguing, it's like the same, like, five or six panels right. of animation as, like, they go round and round in this arguing, and Umino and, like, Naru show up for God only knows what reason. And uh, they're trying to calm everyone down, and they just get mad at them. And then Ann appears and is like, I'm here to help! And instead of, you know, like, arguing about who should play Snow White, we'll draw lots. And so they all they have, like, the, pick out pieces. paper, little, it's like twisted up pieces of paper, and she's marked the, the very ends with different colors. Yeah. So red is the evil queen, blue is one of the dwarves, and white is Snow White. And so everybody, like, plucks out. And Usagi goes first, and she plucks out the red, so she's the evil queen. I'm so, uh, poor thing. That was so messed up. (laughs) It does kind of remind me a little bit of, like, I wonder if Fruits Basket took from this. Mm Mm-hmm. Because oh, like, yeah. in Fruits Basket, there's this, like, they cast Toru, who's, like, the sweetest, kindest, most pure person, as an evil stepsister. Yeah. And she can't even say her lines. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how pure she is. She can't even pretend to be evil. So, and, uh... <laughs> that reminds me of a play... So wonder- I, that reminds me of a play, a play I did. It was a... It was a variety of little skits. Um, hmm. and they... I, I played a couple different characters in it, but I actually got booted from one of the roles because I was supposed to play like a Karen type character, like somebody really rude, really mean. But 
but my demeanor was just too darn sweet. Even though I was trying, I was trying really hard to be me, Nisha. But but it, it just kept seeming like the character who was who was supposed to be the protagonist. It seemed like they were bullying me. <laughs> so they actually kicked me from that role. <laughs> other characters in this show but that role in particular I got kicked from because I couldn't be mean enough <laughs> they're like wait oh my god they're like wait no no it's, it's like they, they're just bullying you like the, even the other actor was like I feel really bad <laughs> it's like I can't <laughs> Of course that happened. Of course that happened. Anyway, Usagi's Usagi's the evil queen. The rest, like, Naru and Umino also participate, and, like, everybody else is a dwarf. And, of course, An is Snow White. And uh, they all agree that, of course, that Mamoru is the prince, and um, An is really just using this whole thing as a way to get Mamoru to kiss her. Mm -hmm. Just constantly. Like, she's like, in all of the rehearsals, like, you have to kiss me. (laughs) That's what the (laughs) prince does. And Mamoru's just like, I guess, like, that's the role. And, Uh oh, um, you forgot to mention, um, when, when this whole thing got started, they're like, oh, and obviously Mamoru is going to be the prince. And, like, uh, Ale gets really salty because he's like, I want to be the prince. And I was just like, no. I don't think he... Was he there? He wasn't there when that happened. No, like when An comes home to like... Yeah. Yeah, when An comes home to rehearse, he's like, what are you doing? She's like, we're doing a play where I play Snow White and the prince kisses Snow White. And he gets really... I want to be the prince. He's like, I want to be the prince. But like, he he imagines himself as the prince kissing Usagi. Right. And she's like, no, Mama is the prince. Prince has already been picked. Yeah. Oh, we, we um, didn't so finish about the papers. It's kind of an important thing now. The papers. Well, we're gonna get to we that got because we don't find the we don't find the reveal until this point where where An is like repeating, like saying, like we need to repeat the scene where he kisses me over and over again, and Usagi gets really angry about it. Yeah. And um, she's like, "This is the most and, important part of the play." Right, and then, like, as, like, Mamoru, like, dips down to kiss her, she, like, reaches her arms up, and he stops, and he's like, you're supposed to be asleep. Like, you're in an enchanted sleep. And he calls the rehearsals for the day. He's like, I'm, I'm done, I'm tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, and so, like, An, like, forces Mamoru to walk her home, and everybody's really annoyed, and Usagi's, like, everyone's Especially Jupiter. She's like, Makoto straight up is just like, she only has this role because she cheated. And Isaki's like, excuse me, what? And literally everybody else knew that when it came to drawing lots, like yeah. all of them were colored. And because she pulled last, she basically tore the Super bottom thin. off so it looked white. Yeah. You know, and this is one of those things that really annoyed me from this season about like, it was really crappy how the her friends, Usagi's friends, kept dismissing Usagi's feelings about Mamoru. Because again, like this is her her miracle romance. This is her destiny, and he's his memory's gone. 
and her right her like they literally all died they all know that Anne had cheated and that usagi is having to watch some other girl kiss the man she's in love with because the girl cheated like that is really messed up and they have a really weak reason for letting her do that yeah, yeah. the reason is that if any one of them got the role it would have created more tension amongst the five of them and that natsumi having transferred has no friends and seems so lonely and was so desperate for it they were just like we'll just let her have it but like we have to talk to her about this because her behavior isn't acceptable yeah and like literally like if they had been comprehend excuse me i'm choking if they had if they had been good friends yeah if they were being actually good friends with the actual story of the show in mind like maybe they could have done something like hey let's all agree to give usagi the role maybe when they kiss mamoru will get some of his memory back like something like that Mm -hmm. because maybe it'll seem familiar if she's the princess and he's the prince like that would have made sense but that does not happen at all that doesn't even cross anybody's mind and usagi's just there agonizing over this whole thing and everybody's like well and really need friends and this whole season is really torturous to usagi when it comes to her romance it is like it's everyone seems to be punishing her for like having feelings for this guy that she literally has like a past life connection she was reborn to be with him carry over it's so weird. It's so weird. It's weird and uncomfortable, and it's it's really heartbreaking that they it just is... disregard it like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the next day, um, the next day, like Shingo, like Shingo tells Usagi, like I'm gonna come and see your play. Like, don't suck. <laughs> for <laughs> so younger like, brother. Thanks for yeah. the support. I As younger I love when too. Shingo appears. He's cute. I love. He's really got, like, that normal kid brother energy. Yeah. He's just such a normal kid. I love Shingo. He's great. If if anybody is mean about Shingo, like, I'll fight you. Like, you just tell me the time and place and I'll fight you. I'll lose, but I'll fight you. And I I have no horse in this race, but because, uh, because each is going <laughs> to fight you, I'm going to have to be there, too. So. Kim is my second, yeah. so when you kill me, she'll take over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the backup. I'll hold your hair. <laughs> yeah. But the day of the play comes, and Ale is so salty about this play that as the curtain rises, before any of them can literally start the play, like, it's literally just the scenery, a Cardian shows up and starts wrecking stuff. <laughs> just the set! Starts wrecking the set! Just... Yeah. Would you uh, like to tell the, the good people about... <laughs> Be Piero. Um, okay, I had said that that one of the other ones I said that Utanbe Utanberino had no mythological thing. Um, neither does B. Piero, as far as I know. B. Piero is the guardian of this episode. It's a clown. Um she has yeah. she she's a clown. Uh that's that's about it. It's a really cute clown design. I actually liked it. Um Oh, yes. Super cute. It's a really cute calendar design. Um, let me just read off my notes here because I was, like, looking over what I wrote. 
It was obviously just train of thought, and it's funny. Okay, so says B. Piero is the clown, and I like it. I like clowns. She said to fuck up the Snow White place solely because Ale was salty about not playing the prince. She could possibly be associated with the Fool tarot card, the very first in the set. But that's literally just based on her being a clown, a.k.a. Fool. That's my note on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Let me look at the card itself, actually. I suggest each and every one of you look up B. Piero. For those of you who don't know any French, and the only reason I know this is because of a Japanese band in high school called Piero. But Piero means clown in French. Mm-hmm. And so she's wrecking stuff and An comes out like begging her to stop and B. Piero throws this giant ball at her, which knocks her back. And Mamoru's like, oh, crap, like goes to help her. And like the force of the ball pushes them both back and like An's head like cracks Mamoru in the nose. So he's knocked unconscious. And she goes and she's like, aha, my chance to kiss him while he's unconscious. Girl, what are you doing? But, like, the ball bounces back down and hits her, so she misses his face. <laughs> and it knocks her out. Yep. Umino and Naru are like, we're not going out on that stage and, like, move to run. But Umino trips and then trips Naru, who, like, falls into all of the others who are in costume. Like, these big, like, mascot costumes. For some reason, they're in stupid um, mascot, like, animal costumes. They're in animal costumes because Naru told, not Naru, sorry, um, An told Umino to get, like, one, not, like, the typical, like, dwarf or, because they, instead of calling them dwarves, they call them fairies. It's, like, not the typical fairy costume, like, something else, something different. And so he got, like, these cute animal mascot costumes and everyone was furious about it. Yeah. Um, but because they're all in these mascot costumes, like, they're all fallen in a heap. They can't get out. But since Usagi is not, she's in, like, a cloak and a dress and, like, a weird crooked nose to, like, indicate that she's an evil witch. Um, She manages to come out, transforms into Sailor Moon, and then she goes, gives her speech. B. Piero, like, throws a rope around her. And then that rope that's sucking out all of her energy is cut by Moonlight Knight. And I actually really like Moonlight Knight's appearance in this. This is the only time when he works. (laughs) I mean, it's already a show. (laughs) Yeah, like he throws, he gives like an actual good speech. I don't remember what the speech was, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's as far as you're going to, that's that's as much as you can ask for me when it comes to Moonlight Night. Like, I tried. Was he not bad um, this episode? Okay, good. <laughs> he was not bad this episode. But it's great because like all of the other senshi pop up, they all do their attacks not, well, not all of them. I think that's the next episode where they all do attacks. But anyway, they all pop up, they all attack, and Sailor Moon destroys her with Moon Princess Halation. Moonlight Knight closes this show by saying, like, this is a happy ending, and, like, ends it. Because, like, the audience is there watching all of this happen. Yeah. And they're very pleased that the senshi <laughs> put on this whole thing, and they're like, this is amazing. Like, and they're very, uh... Yeah, it's very cute. They're very flattered. And then afterwards, we come to a scene with Ale and Anne, and Anne is, like, super angry at Ale for ruining the play because she was so looking forward to it. And he basically tells her that she's childish. 
um, and being ridiculous as she's and like, the whole point crying in her room. And the whole point was to gather energy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, he's just like, I wish I could have been the prince. It's like, you I know, been it's the like prince. these are two very. <laughs> broken people sorry say again oh yeah he just he like leaves the room and he's like i should have been the prince (laughs) yeah and like the second time he says it like it's not kind of like him thinking about usagi so like you have to wonder like is he thinking this like i should have been the prince for on yeah it's one of these are two very emotionally immature people yeah but yeah he's very salty but (laughs) yeah it's such a it's such a funny episode just for like the argument it's it's probably the it's probably the best episode of this season or this uh arc not this season but this arc i forget that this isn't yeah. even an entire season you know no it's it's literally just 13 episodes i always remember it it's being so much longer than it, it actually really seems is. like it because there's just so much <laughs> what is happening it's it's so wild every scene is slapstick every episode is slapsticky wacky yeah yeah it's it's probably the uh, cartooniest season. Yeah. I think probably I don't obviously I don't have like any behind the scenes thoughts of like what the animators or the writers were thinking when they were making this. But I wonder if they were just like we can make up whatever we want. Let's just go funny. Yeah. I I hope you so. You know, so they weren't just to have fun with it. So they weren't thinking and I think that's why, like, nobody was thinking about, like, the emotional ramifications of, like, Usagi wanting to be with Mamoru and, like, her friends not caring about that. Yeah, it's, it's obvious that wasn't meant to be, like, something read into. Um, it's obvious that was just meant to be funny, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, when we're sitting there with with a deeper investment in the story than when we were, like, children... We're kind of like, mm-hmm. why is everyone being like this? But they're just, you know, it's like, because cause the story is not calling for this to get too serious. You know, that's that's the only reason why. They're trying to be funny. They're not trying to get into the serious ramifications this would have on Usagi's emotional state, you know? Right. Like, none of this, none of these 13 episodes really matter yeah. when it comes to, like, the long-term story of this. Like, nobody ever references, like, hey, remember had those two aliens nobody ever talks about this ever no this is really very (laughs) self-contained yeah the last two episodes of this arc are actually pretty serious because they do focus on like ale and Anne and where they come from but um got a little that's about it got a little bit of final arc syndrome (laughs) yeah in fairness they were just like we just got a pad for time yeah we just got a pad for time it's fine right right um but yeah that brings us to the end, because we've covered three episodes now. Yay! So, for those of you who have comments, questions, concerns... Keep them to yourselves. Love. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Feel free to keep them to yourself, no. but if you'd like to tell us... Tell us. Uh, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell it out, because I'm lazy. Uh, hopefully, by now, we'll have set up... A different social like a twitter but maybe not again i'm very lazy so but talk to us the older i get we're lonely (laughs) (laughs) the older i get the more usagi i become and the less effort i want to put in so i have never not been usagi (laughs) (laughs) you're don't ask for too much from us 
Um, but anyway, like I said, you can email us at oshikiyothepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think or how these episodes made you feel. Um, but until next time, Tsukini Kawate! Oshikiyo! Oshikiyo!